Hi, hello, everybody. This is the Business Boot Up edition of the Dreamers and Doers podcast. I'm Brayden. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sammy Grace. Hi, Brayden. So each week, we will come to you live from the LoveWorks campus, where you will hear interviews from our younger and more experienced entrepreneurs who will inspire, educate, and give you action steps to help your leadership and business. And the Business Boot Up podcast partners with Norm Chamber of Commerce, who would advocate to see Norman, Oklahoma be a thriving business community. And we are powered by First United Bank Norman. They're not like your typical bank. Their purpose is to inspire and empower others to spend life wisely. So a big thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce and First United Bank for helping our youngest entrepreneurs see their business dreams come to fruition. And speaking of those dreams, we are joined by our first dreamer and doer, Alan Todd. While Alan was born in Oklahoma, his family relocated to Wyoming, where they started their family business, Timco Service and Supplies. Timco is an oil field equipment supplier that now has offices in both central Wyoming and Moore, Oklahoma. Alan started started sweeping floors and dusting shelves when he was just 10 years old. After getting married and settling down in Virginia with his wife, he received a call from his father to return to Wyoming to do help with family business. He knew nothing about running a business except a few classes in accounting and computers. Blessed to have a business mentor that helped to see the potential and future of the company, they expanded their products and sales efforts. Alan has successfully managed to, uh, to manage the business for 33 years, becoming a business partner in 1994. He met his wife on a high school mission trip to Guatemala, has two grown sons, one of them which works in the family business. In addition to running Timco, he has also served the community community as an EMT deputy coroner and as a board member for several local nonprofit organizations. He currently volunteers as a business mentor for SCORE, the largest network for free volunteer small business mentors in the nation, and serves at Life Church more as an operations team mentor. Member, that is quite a vile. Like we love big vials yes. here. Like we, yes. I, I say that not in a sarcastic way, but I truly love seeing those big vials because I know we're about to have an awesome interview. So with that, Alan, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're so blessed to have you on. And so we are called the Dreamers and Doers podcast. And we first would like to know: Do you consider yourself more of a natural dreamer? Or doer? I think I'm about 70% dreamer and about 30% doer. And part of it is, as I, uh, I was a little ADD in my younger years. And so I had a lot of different dreams and a lot of them didn't go anywhere, but I just had a lot of different dreams. But as I've gotten older here and I've learned, uh, you know, to focus on what's best for our business and starting with expanding our product lines and our sales force and things like that, that brought us to, uh, to really grow our business, you know, and I was blessed with people that uh, I was blessed with a gentleman that was actually my boss when I was younger as a teenager, and then he came on back to our company for a short time, and he really had a vision, uh, probably more of a vision than I did, and so that was really the the stepping. We started seeing it incrementally grow, mm-hmm. and uh, as most people know, the oil business is very cyclic, and so you learn how to make the best in the good times and and then uh, do your best to survive the the downturn downturns yes so so alan we're going to go back just a little bit not too far but what was your life like growing up and was your first dream job have anything to do with oil or gas or even the energy industry wow i've been around a long time i don't know what my first dream job was (laughs) (laughs) i think i really uh when i was a, a teenager I always wanted to get it, work for an airline and travel, so I guess it wasn't the oil and gas. And part of it was, is because I grew up in the business, is that I was at at some point, I think about 21, I says, I'm I'm leaving, I'm not coming back, and I'm not going to work in the family business. I'm going to do my own thing, and 
but God had other plans, and so <laughs> I came back. But as far as growing up, is I had a really good childhood. We lived in a smaller town. There was about 2,000 people at the time. Mm -hmm. So I rode my bike all over the place, and then I would work in the summers, and, and then later on after school in our family business. And, uh, mo you know, probably got in the way more than I did good, but I did, uh, I did that. But I had a great childhood, good parents. I, the early years when my dad first started the business is, Many times he would go to work before I got up, or us kids got up. I have a brother and sister, and he would come home after we'd gone to bed. So he he worked really hard to build a, the foundations of our business. Yeah. So you know you kind of hit on this a little bit, but if you don't mind, can you tell us more about you know your journey of becoming you know the owner and just being in that business world? How are you getting there? Okay. Well, as, as uh, my father asked me in '88, uh, we were living in Virginia. We both worked for uh, employers that were we. They were uh, they were they uh, had government contracts and they were come to an end and so we knew our it was kind of a it was just the right perfect timing for us to go back and then my father had called and said he needed help and he it had several people that managed his business that did not were looking after their own interests and not after the interest of the company uh, I knew nothing about running a business and it was and it was really poor times I mean the oil was very low and we it was a struggling company and so. Uh, I told my father one time, I said, if I would have known about business what I knew back, back then, I would have said the business wasn't survivable. So I was protected, you know, that not to make decisions like that. And so, uh, uh, but as we went along, as I said, we had a mentor that he said, I think if we build more, have more products and, and we got seeing people, we can. And then I had an opportunity to go to a, a, a large trade show that exposed me to a lot of different manufacturers. And so I found one that made bearings for us, and I found one that made different parts for us, foundries and, and machining and stuff. And so currently we have parts, besides the U.S., we have parts made in India and in China for us. And so it's grown a lot. Uh, we opened our, we had a, a, a company that repped us in Oklahoma, and we decided to, uh, he said, if you have parts in Oklahoma, you can, we'll sell more parts. And so we opened and it said more, but we are actually located in Oklahoma City, down close to downtown. Right. And uh, so that is, right now we have six employees in Wyoming and uh, five here, and four of them are out of that group are family members. Nice. That's really great to hear, though. Like, yeah. Keith, yeah. you know, you're managing this family business. And, you know, a big thing you know, that I loved about your bio is, yes, it had a lot to do with business, but also a really good chunk of volunteering and giving back to the community. And so... You know, I know like time management can be really, really hard, but how do you manage to keep up with both work uh, and you, you, you work in the early years, worked a lot of hours. Uh, you know, I didn't start doing the volunteering until later on, you know, mm -hmm. after I, and that was after starting to get to know people. Mm -hmm. And then someone said, hey, you know, you want to serve on a board. And, and, uh, and so uh, I think the first board I served on was a, was a hospice. It was a nonprofit hospice that uh, was a freestanding hospice, and so we had nurses and directors and different people. and And uh, and then I also did with Teen Challenge of Wyoming, which is a, a is a, a like a rehab thing for troubled youth. And so there was, and then eventually I was uh, on a hospital board that was actually elected. I was because it was a hospital district, so I was elected to that one, and that one took. Lots of time because there are lots of meetings and things yeah. like that. So, uh, I, you know, I always like giving and helping people. Yeah. I do do whatever I could to help, and so.
why do you think, you know, parking a little go off script, but why do you think that serving is like so important to you and why do you do it? Well, I think that I've been really blessed by other people helping me, you know, mm -hmm. friends and business people and things like that. And even today, there's, there's times when I need help, technical help, maybe on a particular engine. And I can call a number of people that are their customers, but they're also, I have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And that's the key thing in building a, building a business is building a relationship with your customers and, and so that they come back yeah. because, and, and giving them that, you know, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about customer service. I just, I see so many examples and I won't name any companies or industries, but you go to places and they are just like, take your order, here it is. And you, you know, they you don't, don't, you don't care whether your order's right or not or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And so that is something that is, it, and it's something I, and try to inspire in my people is like, if we can't help the customer, let's figure out a way to fix it mm -hmm. and to go and get it up to get the, uh, the customer out of a bind because this, my customer is trying to fix somebody else's engine so they can pump oil out of the ground and, 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 and have, an, have a revenue stream. And so that is really great, you know, especially like our viewers, like you better be taking notes, like really that relationship with the customer is so, so important. It is. And I think, I think that is completely awesome. And today, even this is Love Works, obviously. So we're trying to help the youth. And my, I have a little bit of a question. It's a little off script, but I wanted to know growing up, this was a family business. So did you have a mentor growing up that helped you help you go through this, this change of becoming an owner of this business? Well, I, I not as a, not as a teenager, you know, and I goofed off probably more than the most of the employees <laughs> did, you know, and I was the owner's kid. And so I got away with a lot more than what an employee would do. Mm -hmm. As I came back into the business, and even when I first came back in 88, is I didn't really understand or see the potential of the business. And so this, this gentleman, Mr. Al Stearman, and he's, he's, he's since passed, but Mr. Stearman really helped me saying, hey, you know, if we do this, and you know, and God bless him because he, I was so ADD back then that I was all over the place and he was the one that kind of like, he, he tolerated that and mm -hmm. then, and then, so we started building a sales force from that and building product yeah. lines. My, and the way we got into the products, my father started as a pure service business. Mm -hmm. Then he invented uh, several parts, which he has patents for. And so that got us to see, you know, we were selling parts, not just through our service department, but actually selling parts and shipping parts. Yeah. And so currently we have customers basically from Texas to Canada and then some in California and as far uh, east as Ohio. Wow. wow. And so wherever there is, you see these things going, pumping mm -hmm. oil out yep. of the ground that is, you know, that have a gas engine on it, that's our market. Wow. I, that's really, really great. And so I kind of want to bring it back. You know, we, you started off asking <laughs> question, are you more of a dreamer and a doer? And so this brings us to our next question is, what is a big dream that you're working on right now? Uh, retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, retirement is, uh, I, uh, so uh, over the years is, uh, as in the last five years, I would say, is that I've been able to start backing off and I've got really good people in place. Mm -hmm. And so I've been able to back off, but it also allows me to concentrate on uh, new product development is a, takes a lot, of, a lot of undivided attention or you have to work with a lot of vendors and you have to work with customers to find out, okay, this part, you've been buying this part, what would make it better? Mm -hmm. So that is what I really concentrate on the last. And then we moved to Oklahoma uh, primarily as we had bought another company 
a small uh, one one person company that built some parts for us and they were not able to supply us at the sp at, at the needs we needed mm -hmm. and so we bought this company and added it to our company here mm -hmm. and i had a, an employee that was very very good at that type of business mm -hmm. and unfortunately he got cancer and he passed and so we were in the deciding we were looking for a change and we decided that this was the time for us to come to, to Oklahoma and want manage this store and so now I've passed that on to my son my youngest son Forrest works for us and he manages the, the Oklahoma City warehouse that's really great. You really keep it in the family. I, yeah. I love that. I think that is absolutely awesome. And I feel like family businesses almost always go <laughs> go farther than, than like those big McDonald's and Brahms and all yeah. that because they're just they're different. There, yeah. there is a and there is a, a be a, there's a plus and a minus to it because <laughs> there is different family. My father and I are I'm, I'm more like my mother, you know, more mm -hmm. of that. She was more the ADD type, and Dad was not. And so <laughs> there was conflict over the years, but we got to a point where we. Uh, we we do really well. We have a really good ship. And just to mention, is my father's eighty seven, and he still comes to work every day. Wow! Wow! So that's awesome. So this podcast is obviously directed towards the youth and, and teenagers, and trying to to help them. So, what is one life lesson that you wish someone was shared with you when you were in middle or high school? Um, that what was a tip that you think could help? Well, I believe that um, one is life is not fair, and we all know that. <laughs> But also is not to take that as a negative, but as a way of growing mm -hmm. and learning from that and having a positive attitude. And so that you're always looking forward. And, uh, you know, you learn from your mistakes, but you don't dwell on your mistakes. And I can tell you a thousand ways not to do things in business <laughs> that I've done. But I can also, you know, it, it grew me into what the person yeah. I am now and the business that I do now. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so that is... Uh, you know that that's as far as from the from somebody starting out is just to have a, you know have that vision of what you want to do and pursue that vision and uh, there, there's a lot of challenges to businesses for people that are starting out you know it takes lots of money it takes you know and so there's but there's different resources out there yeah. that can help them absolutely well Alan I just want to thank you so so much oh, for your time this thank is, you very much this is such a great podcast and I'm just so grateful for being able to speak some wisdom into our young entrepreneurs out there I know they're gonna be so much better for it and so before we kind of wrap up where can we find more about you and Timco okay Services Supply? well our uh, our company is called Timco Service and Supply uh, in Oklahoma City it's it's on southeast 29th and I-35 that's an oil field area if you've been in that area of town. It's at the very industrial part of town. All right. And uh, so, yeah, we've been in uh, that area for about uh, nine years, I believe now. That's crazy. A little good chunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, I don't, uh, you know, I don't have any uh, accent or anything, but I, I'm, I'm becoming part of the Oklahoma. <laughs> I love that. Well, again, yeah. thank you so much for your time. And viewers out there, we'll be back very, very soon with our next amazing guest. All right, and we are back with our next dreamer and doer, Jack. Jack's Jellies is a family-run business started in 2021 by fourth grader Jack. Jack and his mother Erin spend a lot of time in the kitchen together. They were cooking, so when Erin showed Jack the process of making pepper jelly, Jack's Jellies was born. Jack's Jellies are homemade using a simple recipe. They come in several flavors from smoky to sweet, and each batch is crafted with love.
So hello, hello, Jack. How are you doing today? No, I'm pretty good. I'm so glad you're on the podcast today, and we're excited to learn more about you, more about your story. And so when did you start cooking in the kitchen, and when did you come really serious about getting into this business? Um, I think that would be something for me to look more into. Yeah, so getting into that a little bit, you know, what was maybe like, was it a day? Was it a selling point when you were kind of like, this is cool. This is what I really love. The selling point. The selling. So what was your first? Was it at the farm market? Yeah. You got. Did you have a good first day at the farm market? Yes. That's so good to hear. I know like the farm market is like the first step for a lot of our students. And like it is so fun to see y'all get out there. I remember your first day. I was like, this is this is cool. This is really cool. So we're super, we're so grateful you got to sell and get into this. Yeah. So today we're hoping that our younger entrepreneurs um, can learn from you and all the hard work that you have put in in starting a business. So what were some of your challenges, either starting, either selling or, or making your product, and how did you, how'd you get over them? It was pretty hard to round up all the ingredients, especially getting eight ounce jars because they're like impossible to find anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you, how'd you overcome that? Did you find them or how'd you, how'd you overcome it? I think my mom just found them in some random store. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but the main story is like you didn't give up on it. Like most, some people see like, oh, this is hard to find, and just give up on looking for eight ounce jars, right? But you didn't. You found them, right? Yeah. And so that kind of brings into our next thing is what was one of the biggest things that you learned from starting your own business? The responsibility. The responsibility from it. So how did that look like? So did you have to like put extra effort into it, or how did that responsibility look like for you? Mm. Probably just putting a little extra effort into it. All right. So for our last question, probably my favorite question. So what has been your favorite part out of everything starting your own business? Making money. Making money. (laughs) That is what we'd like to hear. Jack, thank you so much for your time. I know that people who listen out there, I hope they are inspired by your story and the fact that you are doing it. So, again, thank you so much. And, Sammy, that was a pretty awesome interview. What what do you think? Like, what was your favorite part? I don't know. I... You know, I just think Jack, he's, he was, he's really upfront about it. And he was just talking about really, like, he just likes making money. And honestly, <laughs> I feel like that's really just the main, not the main part of it, but I think it's a real, pretty good plus. A pretty good plus. And another thing I want to talk about is, you know, sometimes things get a little bit hard. Sometimes you can't find something. Sometimes it, it can be hard in business. Like, we know this, you know this. But I feel like the whole thing is that you can't give up on it because you will never lose if you don't give up. I think our viewers out there, like you have to remember that is if you don't give up, you're not going to lose because you're still kicking. You're still in that little fight going through it, but just keep on working. It's, it's going to pay off. And so viewers out there next week, we will be back with two new business owners that hopefully inspire, educate, and give you a powerful point of action to grow your idea or business. And again, we want to send a huge, huge thank you to the Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, and Loveworks Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. And remember, real leaders, they don't blend in. They stand out. Dream big. And do your dream. Bye, y'all.